Good evening, it is 5 p.m. and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective, Christina Laurie, Erica Singh, Zayden Bergera, Katrina Johnston, and Mia Lettinen. CFRC's news programming is also brought to you through the support of the local journalism initiative, Queen's University, What Will I Wear at 732 Princess Street, and the Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. I'm CFRC's broadcast journalist, Christina Laurie, and here are your local news headlines. In a message from the City of Kingston, the City is seeking public input on the potential implementation of a residential rental licensing program. Property owners, renters, and landlords are invited to provide feedback by completing the Residential Rental Licensing Survey on the Get Involved Kingston platform. This engagement initiative comes after City Council passed a motion on December 20, 2022, in which staff were directed to draft a report that would examine the implementation of a pilot Residential Rental Licensing Program, RRLP, along with other potential regulatory options. The pilot program is proposed to apply to properties containing one to four residential rental units on a lot in Sydenham and Kings Court, Torito, two districts with a high density of rental properties. Curtis Smith, Director of Licensing and Enforcement at the City of Kingston states, this engagement will help us better understand residents' experiences and concerns with residential rental units. A residential rental licensing program could help us identify potential issues with units and build an inventory of the city's existing rental housing stock. Our goal is to achieve this at the lowest cost to all participants, end quote. Feedback gathered from the engagement will be used to identify residents' and property owners' concerns with rental units, as well as gather feedback on the potential benefits and limitations of an RRLP. Concerns and feedback alike will be considered when drafting the RRLP. Survey participants have the option to enter a draw for a $100 Visa gift card as a thank you for their time. The engagement closes on December 21st, 2023. Once again, you can find the survey at the Get Involved Kingston website. The 2024 Kingston Community Climate Action Fund project announced. Selected by Council as the focus of the Kingston Community Climate Action Fund, KCCAF, in 2024, All Our Land Relations Land Trust is set to lead a project aimed at curbing greenhouse gas emissions through the installation of solar panels and a new rainwater collection structure. Now entering its fourth year, the KCCAF raises awareness and support for community climate action projects. Mayor Patterson states, quote, It's been so great seeing incredible projects made a reality through the Kingston Community Climate Action Fund. This fund is a great example of working together to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, and with the support of the community and the generosity of the Kingston Community Credit Union, we can make another climate action project possible, end quote. This year's featured project, situated on a pasture on Highway 15 in Kingston, will provide essential power and water resources, supporting the Indigenous Food Sovereignty Garden, Medicine Gardens, a pollinator garden, and Little Forests. All these initiatives are carefully stewarded by All Our Relations Land Trust, in collaboration with members of the urban Indigenous community, allies, and partner organizations, including Little Forests Kingston. Dr. Caitlin Patterson of All Our Relations Land Trust states, quote, your support allows us to honor all our relations by restoring forests and habitats in urban spaces. The work begins with an understanding that the ecological web of life is also a web of kin. Land stewardship is done by all ages in many ways and with love." End quote. The project site is located on the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, Anishinaabe, and Haudenosaunee peoples, now known as Kingston, Ontario. All Our Relations Land Trust recognizes the land as kin, a beloved relation. The land trust will continue to practice good governance, build knowledge, and care for the land in a good way. Julie Salter-Kean, Manager of Climate Leadership at 
the city states, quote, the Climate Action Fund is rooted in collective climate action, bringing us all together to build a better future. This incredible project not only supports vital climate action, but also nurtures our connections to the land. Your support enables us to honor our connections through an actionable project that will lead to a more sustainable future, end quote. Thanks to the generous community support during the 2022 to 23 fundraising year, more than $57,000 was raised to support Frontenac Club Daycare's Energy Retrofit Project and Sustainable Kingston's electric vehicle. These projects also received generous support from the James Braden Auto Group, the official EV partner of KCCAF, and Tozer Heating and Air, the HVAC partner. How to donate. Donations to the fund are accepted at all KCCU branches, with the KCCU committed to matching donations made through the bank up to $5,000. Donations are also being accepted online through Canada Helps and the Kingston City Hall Payment Center. 100% of all funds raised go directly to the Kingston charity. Tax receipts will be distributed for donations of $20 and over. About all our relations land trust, who have a fundraising goal of just over $27,000. In 2024, a licensed electrical contractor with a specialty in remote off-grid agricultural sites will install solar panels on the south facing, shade structure roof, and a shed roof. The roofs will double as a 3,000-liter rainwater collection structure and will have the capacity to increase the volume of water storage. The panels will provide power for a solar-powered irrigation system that will draw from either stored rainwater or from an existing in-ground 100-foot well, recharging stations for electrical batteries, lighting and other outdoor electrical chargers and receptacles, and the system will be 100% grid connection ready. You can learn more about this project at cityofkingston.ca slash kccaf. In a message from Downtown Kingston, Downtown delights this December with a flurry of festive fun. Downtown Kingston delights this December, offering holiday shoppers a flurry of fun-filled activities, including festive Fridays, stop and shop Saturdays, a holiday shopping passport, and a giant holiday advent calendar filled with amazing gift ideas and daily prizes, and free parking. Festive Fridays and stop and shop Saturdays. Running Friday evenings, December 8th, 15th, and 22nd from 5 to 8 p.m., Festive Friday, is the best time to make your list and check it twice. Many shops will be offering customer appreciation treats, entertainment and promotions, and don't fret about making it to all your stops. Jump on the free holiday trolley and enjoy live musical performances or snuggle up on a free horse-drawn wagon ride. And when your shopping is done, grab a hot drink and sink into a large Muskoka around a roaring fire pit in Springer Market Square. On Saturdays, December 9th, 16th and 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., the fun continues with the added perk of free parking. As a special gift from the Downtown Kingston business community and in partnership with the City of Kingston, on-street parking and parking in downtown surface lots is free every Saturday until Christmas. And don't forget to grab your holiday shopping passport at any participating business. Make a purchase of $10 or more and receive a special sticker to fill your passport. Once your passport is complete, submit it and you can win one of four weekly draws for a $500 Downtown Kingston gift card or the grand prize of a $3,000 Downtown Kingston gift card. The gift card can be used at over 120 downtown businesses. Holiday Advent Calendar, and just when you thought you were done, stop by Sydenham Street where you could win daily prizes with the giant Holiday Advent Calendar. Discover 24 days of gifts from your favorite downtown shops, restaurants, salons, and spas. A new gift will be revealed each day leading up to Christmas, and it could be yours. All event details, including trolley and horse-drawn carriage stops and timings, as well as contest information, will be available at downtownkingston.ca. The Kingston Frontenac Public Library is now providing free menstrual products in all public washrooms across their branches. 
KFBL aims to contribute to menstrual equity by ensuring free pads and tampons are easily accessible to everyone. In their release, they also let people know that these products will be readily available in both the women's and men's washrooms, which was, quote, a deliberate choice ensuring anyone can easily access them for personal use or to support partners, family members, and friends, end quote. Along with this step, on December 6th, they will also host a virtual session, How to Talk to Kids About Periods, in collaboration with The Period Purse, a Toronto-based charity dedicated a Toronto-based charity dedicated to achieving menstrual equity. I sat down with Kristen LeMay with KFBL to chat about this project and their collaboration with The Period Purse. I was wondering if you'd like to introduce yourself and your role with the Kingston Frontenac Public Library. Thank you very much. My name is Kristen LeMay and I'm the Manager of Branches and Collections at the Kingston Frontenac Public Library. Awesome, thank you very much. And uh, we're mostly talking about today how KFPL has started to provide free menstrual products in all of your public washrooms across all of your branches. Uh, I was wondering to start us off if you could speak a bit to this need in Canada. Certainly. So one in five Canadians who menstruate struggle to afford menstrual products for themselves or dependents and have been forced to ration products because they can't afford more. Uh, in fact, there was a study conducted by Plan International Canada that showed that 63% of women and girls have regularly or occasionally missed an activity because of their period and concerns about not being able to access menstrual hygiene products or proper facilities. And this is something that we don't often talk about because of the perceived stigma. Yeah, absolutely. And I was wondering um, how public libraries are well positioned to address this need. Public libraries are great places to find information and connect with the community. People of all ages from different socioeconomic backgrounds come through our doors every day. For some, they may not have access to the products they need at home or at work. And if they're already coming to the library, this is a convenient place for them to access whatever they need. I was wondering how long this project has been in the works for KFPL. We started a pilot project at the Central Branch in December 2020. And then based on the success, we expanded this program to all 16 branches. Oh, awesome. Good stuff. Okay. And uh, I was wondering how this project was brought to fruition, like the team behind it, perhaps like where you got the funding for it. Right. So in terms of how this project all began, during COVID, we were really taking a look at how we can best support the community. And this was something uh, that came out of that conversation. We started out by having the products behind the desk, but then we realized that it was a barrier for people because they had to come up and ask staff for the products. So then we moved them to the washrooms so that patrons could access the products independently. And we decided that this was an important initiative. Uh, menstrual products, they're a necessity, not a luxury. And this is why the initiative was expanded to all of our branches. And it seems like there is building awareness in the community that these resources are available at the library, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's great to hear. Sort of paired with this announcement, uh, you shared an upcoming event for KFPL. I was wondering if you could speak a bit about on December 6th, uh, how to talk to kids about periods and also speak a little bit about how the period purse got involved with this event. Right. Our children's services librarian connected with a guest speaker from the period purse when she was attending a webinar about library services for children and youth. Uh, so the upcoming event will cover information about periods, reusable period products, and how to find the words to talk about a subject that may be uncomfortable for some caregivers. 
83% of young Canadian menstruators experience shame, and one in three don't feel prepared for their first period. Caregivers can help alleviate these feelings by talking about periods, and this workshop will help give caregivers the language to do so. And anyone who is interested in attending this free program can visit our website at www.kfpl.ca to learn more and to register. Once again, that was Kristen LeMay on KFPL's introduction of free menstrual products across all of their washrooms. The virtual presentation, How to Talk to Kids About Periods, will be conducted in real time using Google Meets, starting at 6.30pm and registration is required. You can register at calendar.kfpl.ca. That's all for your headlines today, and next up is Erica Singh with your campus news. Hello, my name is Erica Singh, and here are your campus news headlines for the week of December 4. In recent campus news, the university has made strides in addressing its financial challenges, successfully lowering the operating budget deficit from $62.8 million to $48 million. At the last Senate meeting of the year, discussions revolved around the impact of course eliminations and concerns regarding the university's reputation in Times Higher Ranking following the statement sent to all students last week. During the Senate meeting, Provost Matthew Evans provided updates on Bader College's status, focusing on student transitions and safety assessments, while Principal Patrick Dean, attending an international conference, underscored the university's commitment to academic freedom. Senate also approved meeting dates and nominated Emily Mattis to the Senate Cyclical Program Review Committee. Financial challenges, including budgeted income and capital project prioritization, were addressed, with concerns raised about the university's positions in the Times Higher Education Ranking and its potential impact on the budget deficit. Provost Evans emphasized a commitment to meaningful change rather than chasing rankings. Next, in recent developments, Anne Clatchen residents, primarily graduate students and families, face uncertainty as the university plans to renovate and replace the housing complex with a higher density floor plan. The renovation news was shared at an SGPS council meeting on October 24th and later disclosed attendance on November 23rd and it includes new lease renewal limits, rent increases, and other changes. Notably, community housing intends to raise rent by an unspecified amount, exceeding the provincial annual guidelines starting 2024. Residents are represented by PSAC 901, and they expressed concerns over unclear communication from the university and questioned the unit-specific rent increases. The rent for Anne Clatchen residents is set to raise from $826 to $1,258 monthly, effective in February 2024. With construction still years away, PSOC advocates for clarity on its funding packages and questions the university's commitment to sustainable values amongst Kingston's housing crisis. Next, in a moving demonstration of solidarity, approximately 180 students and community members gathered in Grant Hall on November 29 for a vigil organized by the Queen's Chapter of Solidarity for Palestinian Human Rights, or SPHR. The event aimed to honor the lives lost in Palestine, but speakers invoking the term shahid, which means martyr, to express mourning and solace for the innocent lost lives. A speaker urged attendees to emphasize with the pain and helplessness of being Palestinian, emphasizing the ongoing struggle. 
prayers from the three Abrahamic religions were shared, emphasizing a collective hope for peace in Gaza. SBHR presented a slideshow featuring the names and stories of martyrs documented by We Are Not Numbers, a youth-led nonprofit Palestinian project dedicating to humanizing individuals beyond statistics. The speakers stressed the importance of breaking the silence and building a future where Palestine is synonymous with freedom and resilience. The vigil aimed to amplify the personal stories and aspirations often overshadowed in mainstream narratives, striving to portray Palestinians as individuals with love, care, and aspirations. That's all for me today. Now over to Mia with the weather. And now it's time for your CFRC weekly weather forecast. For Wednesday, December 6th, it is mainly cloudy with winds up to 15 kilometers an hour and a high of minus two, becoming partly cloudy in the evening with periods of snow beginning before morning and a low of minus 10 degrees. Thursday, December 7th, it'll be cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries during the day and a high of plus two with a cloudy night with a low of minus one. On Friday, December 8th, it'll be a little warmer with a mix of sun and cloud during the day and a high of 6 degrees, and a cloudy cold night with a low of 0. Saturday, December 9th, it'll be cloudy with a 40% chance of showers during the day and a high of 7 degrees, and cloudy at night with a 60% chance of showers and flurries and a low of minus 3 degrees. Sunday, December 10th, it'll be cloudy with a 60% chance of showers again with a high of 7 degrees and a cloudy night with rain, shower, or flurries and a low of plus 1. Check back in with us Monday, December 11th for the rest of your weekly weather forecast. And now it's time for the weekly traffic report from December 1st through to December 7th. We are first going to be starting off with road closures in the Kingston area. Union Street from University to Division will be closed December 5th from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. for construction-related activity for the Queen's John Dutch University Center project. University Avenue from Union to Earl will be also closed until December 22nd for the removal of debris from demolition and concrete deliveries at the Queen's John Dutch University Center project. And now we're going to be moving on to parking delays in the Kingston area. On Princess Street from Collins Bay to Bay Ridge, expect delays until December 8th for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals along Princess Street. Please note that one lane of traffic will be maintained in each direction at all times on Princess Street. On Queen Street from Montreal to Sydenham, expect an eastbound lane closure until April 1st, 2024. Detours will be in place for the duration of the lane closure. This was Kat bringing the weekly traffic report from December 1st through to December 7th. I hope you all have a lovely week. Now it's time for the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar from December 6th to December 12th. If you have an event you'd like covered on our website or news programming, contact us via cfrc.ca today. Catch Christopher Jackson playing the Creekside Bar and Grill Wednesday, December 6th from 7 until 10 p.m. for free. 
The Open Stage Drag Show is Wednesday, December 6th, Kingston's only open stage drag show welcoming drag performers of all experiences to showcase their art and talent on the grad club stage. The show will begin at 8pm and last until 10.30pm and it's $5 to get in. Check out Bill Kirkin's Holiday Honky Tonk Show with special guests Suzanne Jarvie and Rocky Roberts Wednesday, December 6th at Hotel Wolf Island. It'll last from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. and tickets are available now for $46. The Royal Jam is celebrating its 400th show with a gala Thursday, December 7th at Blue Martini. It's free to get in and it'll begin at 9 p.m. Don't miss Statesman of the Piano. Jazz, Race, and History in the Life of Lou Hooper, a book launch and panel discussion with samples of Hooper's music and some snacks provided this Thursday, December 7th at the Broom Factory. It'll last from 5 until 8 p.m. and it's free to get in. On Thursday, December 7th, band Clear Breeze will be playing some instrumental jazz groove at Hotel Wolf Island from 6 until 8 p.m. for free. Also Thursday, December 7th at the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts, catch Tim Baker and Haley Hendricks presented by Flying V Productions from 8 until 11 p.m. Tickets are available now for around $50. And Tyler Forks will be playing a free show at the Tiernan Aug Thursday, December 7th from 9 until midnight. Catch band Reconsider Baby from Belleville playing the Royal Tavern 2.0 on Friday, December 8th beginning at 8 p.m. for free. You can also catch Tara Lightfoot, Juno-nominated musician from Hamilton, Ontario, playing Doghouse Studios in Napanee, Friday, December 8th, beginning at 7.30. Tickets are $25 in advance and $35 at the door. Catch Dennis Bowman, The Wild Roses, and Elliot C. Way playing some original country and rock and roll at Blue Martini on Friday, December 8th. Show begins at 10 p.m. with doors at 8 and tickets are $15 at the door. Check out A Tyler Shaw Christmas with Tyler playing your favorite Christmas classics presented by KCFF and KPP Concerts Saturday, December 9th at the Broom Factory. The show will be from 7.30 until 10 p.m. and it's $35 for general admission and $95 for the VIP package. Also, the Swinging Christmas Show presented by The Fats with Michael K. Myers and three other vocalists will be at the Club RCHA Saturday, December 9th from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. for free. And celebrate the holidays with Miss Emily, a one-of-a-kind Christmas celebration with a whole band and special guests at the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, December 9th. Tickets available now for $10 to $40. Rumpus, Canadian house music legend, comes to the mansion December 9th, featuring special guests Matt Almedia, Deep Frex, and Charles. The show will begin at 10 p.m. and tickets are available for $15 online or $20 at the door. Sunday, December 10th, Advent to Christmas, a candlelight service presented by St. James Church on 10 Union Street from 4.30 until 5.30 p.m. and admission by donation. And on December 12th, check out the Barra McNeils on East Coast Christmas presented by Shantaro Productions at the Kingston Grand Theater. The show will begin at 7.30 p.m. and tickets are available now for $65. On December 6th, come and pet Oscar, our fluffy golden retriever, St. John's Ambulance Therapy Dog, and meet his handler, John. Drop in at any point during the hour. Oscar will be at Mitchell Hall every Wednesday at noon by the Student Wellness Services Office on the main floor. 
On December 7th, join us for the Queen's Health Sciences EDIIA General Assembly, a gathering of passionate minds and advocates dedicated to fostering a more inclusive and equitable environment across the Queen's Health Sciences. These presentations will showcase innovative and transformative initiatives that champion equity, diversity, and inclusion. It's an opportunity to learn about the groundbreaking projects and ideas that are shaping the future of EDIIA in healthcare and academia. This event will be located at Carruthers Hall from 8am to 12pm. You must RSVP for this event at queensu.ca. Also on December 7th is a healthy food box pickup. Get a fresh food box that contains all the fresh produce and key ingredients to prepare a quick, easy, and healthy recipe, which makes approximately four to six servings. Note, registration will only display one week in advance to the session date. Register for fresh food box at queensu.ca, located at Queens Health and Wellness Services in Mitchell Hall from 1 to 4 p.m. On December 8th is the Far From Home New to Canada Therapy Group. This group is for international students who are struggling with the difficult transition from a different country, culture, and traditions to Canada. They may be missing home and the support of family and friends and are finding it difficult to find community and a sense of belonging in Queens. In addition to overwhelm and loneliness, they also feel the extra pressure of having to succeed due to cultural and or family dynamics. Register at queensu.ca, located at the Student Health and Wellness Center in Mitchell Hall from 1.30 to 3 p.m. On December 9th, get ready to experience the world-class drag entertainer Tainomi Banks, who is known for her full production performances that exude a powerful yet playful energy on stage. She's achieved many firsts in her career, including being the first drag entertainer to perform in Toronto's Dundas Square during the World Pride 2014, and the first to work with Hudson's Bay Company during Pride 2018. This event will be located at the Kingston Grand Theatre from 7.30 to 10.30 p.m. On December 10th is a solidarity swim. Are you a trans, non-binary, genderqueer, genderfluid, or any other non-cisgender person who wants a safer space to swim and also meet other students and a wider trans community members? Join us for solidarity swims at the ARC pool. You can even bring a cisgender friend or loved one. This event will be from 2.30 to 4 p.m. Register at queensu.ca. On December 12th, take your shot at $60,000 in funding. The Center for Entrepreneurship, Innovation, and Social Impact presents Upstart Venture Challenge, a pitch competition designed to accelerate success and give alumni and students the opportunity to deliver creative business plans to a panel of experienced judges. Event attendees, including potential angel investors, will also be given a chance to take an advanced look at up-and-coming Queen's entrepreneurial ventures. Register for this event at queensu.ca to join us online for an evening of exciting pitches as the top of eight teams battle it out in the virtual arena. This event will be virtually from 5 to 8 p.m. This was Kat bringing you the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for December 6th through to December 12th. I hope you all have a lovely week. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. 
Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the local journalism initiative, Queen's University Career Services, What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street, and the Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. What'll I Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats and sunglasses, everything to complete your individual look. What'll I Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at What'll I Wear. 